Hello, fellow humans. You're tuning into Pickle Juice, an engineering podcast pouring out the juice on all things engineering, creativity, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, The Till Pickle. Episode number three Protocols in Swift. Step aside, object oriented programming. Protocol oriented programming is coming for your throat. The current reigning champ, object oriented programming, is being challenged by a Mohammed Ali like competitor, protocol oriented programming. Now, to clarify, object oriented programming focuses on classes, inheritance, and in general has this parent child paradigm where you have your parent class has properties methods with their own implementation that can then be overridden or used in addition to the properties or methods of the child class object-oriented programming introduced this idea of blueprinting and encapsulation now protocol-oriented programming sort of flows into that same idea with creating blueprints but Unlike object-oriented programming, protocols leave their requirement implementations open for the conforming type to handle. Protocols really have this approach of, I'm protocol, I'm going to be defined with my set of requirements, sans implementation, and whatever type adopts me is going to handle the details. Cool, 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 cool. So there are two parts, two protocols, the actual protocol definition and adopting the protocol. The actual protocol definition is quite synonymous to defining a class. You have your keyword protocol followed by the name of your protocol and then your curly braces, which have the requirements for your protocol. Go figure. With the actual protocol definition, what you're defining differs from when you're defining a class or structure because what you're defining is a set of requirements. Now, if you wanted to add methods to your protocol, what you'd write would be the method signature. The method signature consists of the keyword func, (laughs) defining that it's a function, followed by the function name parameters if there are any, as well as the return type if there is one. No curly braces, no implementation those details are handled when the protocol gets adopted second area of protocol definition would be property defining now with protocols properties are defined as computed properties you do include the general curly braces of the property but within it what you're writing would be the specified actions that the property should be allowed to perform. If you want a read-only property, you specify that by writing get between the curly braces. This says, okay, it's a getter, and that can be satisfied using a constant or a variable. Now, if you want read-write property, then you'd specify that by writing both get and set within those curly braces. And so that would be specifying that that property can only be satisfied by a variable. Why only a variable? Because constants are immutable. They're immutable by their nature. And so as a result, it would not be able to fulfill the right part of, and when I say right, I don't mean like right as incorrect. I mean like writing, like writing as a pencil. 
a concert wouldn't be able to fulfill the right aspect of that property. And in the super rare case, when you would want to define a writing only property, then you would just have set within those curly braces. So with your protocol definition, you have your properties defined. Boom, hashtag computed properties. Cool, cool, cool. And you have your method signature written down as one of the requirements. Cool, cool, cool. Don't forget with the method signature, no curly braces. What? No curly braces? Yeah, no curly braces. This is protocol oriented programming. Things work differently here, okay? First part done. Now, actually adopting the protocol, right? Like we gotta, we gotta be able to use this thing. Like we, we gotta, we wanna use this thing, right? That's like the whole point of this, right? Protocol adoption is pretty synonymous to inheritance within a class-based structure, but with a twist, a cynical twist, a cynical twist. If you recall, when we defined our protocols, we defined the properties and the methods, but not the actual implementation, not the details of those properties and methods. So this is really where the implementation comes into play. Classes and structures adopt the protocol, and then that specific class or structure then needs to conform to the protocol by providing the implementation for the protocol's requirements. Think of protocol adoption like pet adoption. You go to adopt a pet, you're bringing that pet into your life, yes, but you must also conform to whatever pre-existing needs that pet already has. So let's say you're adopting a dog, that dog has a strict feeding schedule. The type of dog food is up to you. You can get whatever you want, dry, wet, whatever, whatever. But you must adhere to the requirement of the strict feeding schedule. It's a pretty similar concept in general with protocols. You have the flexibility of implementing its details however which way you see fit for that specific class or structure. But at the end of the day, those requirements must be fulfilled in order to conform to that protocol. Deep dive with the generalities of protocol. Boom, out the way. We can deep dive into why should, would, could protocols even be used? Like, why? Why though? Why are we going to use the protocol and not the class or the structure? What is the advantage? Four words, people. Maximum flexibility, minimum baggage. Come on now. <laughs> Protocols are highly, hi highly flexible. Due to their requirement only structure, it's a pretty solid option when you have different types that have their own variation of the same requirement. My personal example, a human type. Humans can speak, interact, and eat. Now pulling that out into the real world where you have different cultures, you know, these different cultures all have humans speaking, interacting, and eating with the variation being on the actual implementation. And so depending on the culture, you know, the language spoken could be different, the way people interact, the foods that they can eat, all differ, but the general structure of human eating 
speaking, interacting is still the same. Protocols are highly flexible and it's a highly flexible mindset for encapsulating and adopting. And for the knockout punch, minimum baggage. Minimum baggage. Protocols are lightweight. Little to no overhead. Like, literally, just what you need. Like, not even just what you need. Like, just stripped down version of what you need. Like, you're going to give me what you the You're going to fulfill the details. You're going to provide the additionals of what I already actually, in addition, need. But, like, super ridiculously lightweight. The ultimate minimalist in the realm of design pattern. With their maximum flexibility and minimum baggage way of being, protocols allow for a streamlined sharing of logic horizontally in addition to vertically. Apple's been pushing the protocol pattern for quite some time, and it's no surprise that a large part of that is due to protocols being efficient, scalable, and come on, let's be honest, this is some elegant ass code that we are writing. <laughs> Hashtag code elegance. Boom, boom, elegance, classy code, mm-mm, classy code, but not classy, protocol. <laughs> the protocol train is leaving the station. Are you still standing there? Hop on! This episode was recorded by The Till Pickle on May 19, year 2020. You've reached the end of this recording. Bye for now.